da 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 You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? Yeah. It's showtime. We return to the show this week to discuss three of most important things to us: Corona, Cuban Nos, and living our lives a quarter mile at a time. Yes. Foundations of this podcast. Foundations of America, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My life. If you boil it all down to it, it's Corona, Cuban Nos, not regular Nos, Cuban Nos. Right. And uh, that's why because it has the pickle and the ham. In the Nas. <laughs> right. It is. Right. Cute. Like yeah, it's grilled. Uh, it's grilled, lightly grilled. Yeah. And <laughs> cut in two. It smells amazing <laughs> when you pump it through the car. It's, uh, it's rolled It's rolled into a cigar and then served. Mm-hmm. And it's illegal to import. So that's what right. makes it Cuban Nas. It's too um, awesome. And, uh, of course, we always live our lives a quarter mile at a time, which we hope everyone, all the man fam out there, does that. That's just a given mm-hmm. every day. La Familia. Yeah. And uh, so La it's Fam- been a while since we've, uh, I guess, talked at length about the world of Fast and Furious. We, well, at least we, on the air. Yeah. I mean, we talk about it all the time. We mention it all the time. We text about it, I guess, uh, randomly. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it, it's part of our everyday culture. Uh, mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's uh, you know, just the zeitgeist of where we are in today's world. It's just we're living with Vin and co., you know? Dom and the gang, you know, it's just where we are. And um, so now uh, there's drama, you know, there's drama. I didn't I didn't realize that uh, there was a lot going on behind the scenes with this franchise. And uh, I think the Wall Street Journal, I'm going to look up the name of the uh, the um, the author and we'll put the the link to it in the in the show notes. But um, the Wall Street Journal did a pretty big at length article on the behind the scenes workings of fast and furious over the past couple of years and what's led to, um, this, this spinoff series, Dwayne Johnson and Jason Statham getting their own franchise essentially. Um, it's pretty fascinating, but you know, I give Richard, you know, you and Brian, uh, the credit for, for, you know, bringing me onto this world because, you know, I was loosely, uh, uh, a fan I don't even know if I want to say a fan. I was loosely aware of Fast and Furious. I'd seen the movies, but wasn't, wasn't didn't you know care about them more than the weekend I saw them. But you, you guys definitely um, brought me on board and said, "Hey, you know, there's there's more to these. They're they're, they're kind of getting pretty fun." And then so over the course of this show, we've seen a couple of these come out. Three of them, I think, over the course of the show, and it's been it's been a fun ride to see uh, how they've evolved and how self aware they've become maybe too self-aware with fate of the furious, but, um, man, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely been something I never thought I'd be anticipating, but I was surely anticipating Hobbs and Shaw this past weekend as were, um, a number of fast and furious fans, not as many as were expected. This movie drew in right around $60 million this past weekend. That is a long shot from where they were back at fast seven, which was the most anticipated, one um, overall because of Paul Walker not being involved and how they were going to go about that. And uh, that one opened to $150 million. Um, Fate of the Furious, the, the last one, opened to $90 million. Uh, and so this one is right under that at $60. Um, 
And so the question is, are they falling off with each one of these? Is this just a temporary setback financially? But, you know, I guess, does this accomplish what they want uh, critically? And all those types of things uh, we're going to discuss tonight. So I'm excited about this. I'm excited to jump back into the world of Fast and Furious with you guys. Um, where should we start, man? General thoughts on, you know, a little retrospective talk? Should we talk about... Um, you know, the spinoff, kind of the drama stuff first. Where do you guys want to start? Richard, any, any uh, suggestions uh, here? Take well, control of this thing? Take it by the wheel, me. so to speak, eh? Oh, man. I'm, I'm just the flag, flag person at best. Um, <laughs> hanging out at, at the race wars. Um, <laughs> wow, that is, is bad. Why didn't that's you, what, no. literally what they call it. Probably yeah. not aged great. Yeah, uh, probably not. Probably shouldn't call it that, yeah. <laughs> They want to edit that one in post, kind of hologram, Darth Vader style. Um, <laughs> a little George Lucas special edition. It yeah. would be great if someone figured out a weird through line where you're like, kind of like a helter skelter thing. We're like, oh no, <laughs> just super dark undertones <laughs> yeah. that nobody knew. <laughs> wow. Um, no, uh, yeah. So, so the the. the there seems to be an issue, uh, sort of uh, a, a, a lining of alpha dogs and people lining up behind said alpha dogs along with the. So in, within Fast Five, we added uh, the rock to the cast, who, who then took this to a new level. Um, but, you know, already some movie stars involved, at least some action stars involved in Vin and, and then now no longer with us, Paul Walker. And apparently those two, uh, the rock and uh, Vin Diesel, not huge fans of each other there's some some alpha conflict there and then uh different people aligned there's some passive aggressive instagram post then tyrese picked team vin and said some stuff about the rock and then but there's a lot of money at stake so it seemed that uh universal just said that's fine we'll just put the we'll just take statham and the rock and put them in their own movie and hopefully cooler hails prevail and, and checkbooks prevail and we can get the whole gang back for Fast Nine, but I think The Rock is a is he in on is he out on Fast Nine, Brian? I, I'm I'm I think he's completely out now. Him okay. and Statham are doing like Hobbs and Shaw movies now. Apparently, like okay, that's that's what I've that's what this article and the um it is the Wall Street Journal and the author is Eric Schwartzel and the article is called mm-hmm. Fast and Furious Stars Complicated Demand. He I never want to lose a fight. He um, is on there. He is really good on the fast beat. That's all he covers. Um, <laughs> yeah, for Wall that's Street the Journal. dream gig for right the Wall there. Street Joint. The fast, yeah. fast every beat. day, just filing a new story from, <laughs> from the fast yeah. beat. I always laugh about that with uh, our boy Dallas's own Mark Stein at the New York Times. You know, in these in these yeah. tough political times, you know, everyone just you know these big journalistic institutions. As as everything consolidates into like five brands, you have the New York Times basically taking on an entire administration, and Mark Stein's there. Like, I'm thinking about doing a power rankings on the Eastern Conference. So. Yeah, best and uniforms like, yeah. in the NBA currently. <laughs> best throwbacks. It always makes me laugh. Yeah, that is funny. How awkward is that the juxtaposition? <laughs> well, this guy, uh, this article. I don't know. It did. I I I picked it up. Uh, there were a lot of people talking about how ridiculous. This has become the main juxtaposition that the article puts forth is Vin Diesel, Jason Statham, Dwayne Johnson. They all 
fight for screen time so much and mm-hmm. in each other's contracts they each have clauses that say they're going to look a certain way or look macho right and they can't, to the like, point where fights it's like wrestling yeah wrestling to the point where basically. they're on set and they're having you know the rock will get thrown into a wall and then the director will be like cut all right everybody good good day and then the rock's like no i'm not going to my trailer until i can push vin into a wall because right. now we're even, you know, like it had to be like that for almost all of these uh, guys. And it's, it's, a, it's, it's incredible. Um, the egos at stake here, um, you know, and the image of these guys, how it, they really truly feel if any of them die in these movies or get hurt in these movies in any kind of way, you know, like the rock gets hurt, but then he flexes out of the cast. So he looks <laughs> even more, you know, like to a ridiculous degree. It's uh, it's funny. It, it really is. And this this article is fascinating. I'll put it in the show notes. I don't want to keep going on about it, but I had no idea that there was so much drama. I thought everybody was having a good old rocking time and making tons of money with this. I really did, you know. And until you know they spun this off, and we're talking about this movie, and I started doing our research for the show, that I knew that it was like, wow, there's more to this than oh, we're just gonna make yeah. a fun spinoff. This is like dramatic, right. and they kind of had to oh, do yeah. this. I think we talked about it once, Kent, on the show. At least, I, I think. think we might have, but I just didn't know it went this far. I yeah. didn't know there would I be thought like it was Wall Street bold. Journal like expose about the, it. Yeah, when this was making the rounds last year or the year before, yeah. whenever it was, I felt like it was all just a promo. Like they were just doing a stunt basically to yeah. to promote. Maybe it was when Fast and WrestleMania. Yeah, something that something like that was was happening and it turns out they actually just don't like each other because of I mean that's how we are, obviously. The the three of yeah. us are extremely macho in everything that we do and um, I, often, I have some contracts. Yeah, yeah. We we all look a certain way. Right. In podcast. I have to get my you know six jokes in. And right. You guys have yeah. to laugh. Mm-hmm. And... Right. Contractually. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's fine. Like we we've we've kind of figured it out with a lot of lawyers and stuff. But uh, but there's a reason we can't be in the same room together very often because it you know it gets just a lot of testosterone. Yeah, you know exactly. That's... We're high testosterone alphas, um, <laughs> and we lift. I don't know if we mentioned that, but we lift and our trucks. We are in Texas and we all have lifted trucks. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And we holster at all times. <laughs> open always. So that's um, where it gets real scary. So yeah, it looks like it's it's Hobbs and Shaw movies. Um, hopefully for The Rock and Jason Statham, if they want to stay involved in these, uh, unless they bring him back somehow, um, I could see. Honestly, they bring back Hobbs and Shaw in these and. Hobbs is a villain and they bring it back to where they were before the rock was like on their side. And they were just literally, uh, you know, fighting each other more, I guess. And, um, maybe that's what they do with this, but, uh, it, it's a far cry from where they were. I don't know with fast seven might be the peak of this when the rock peaking and everything. Um, I don't know if the best days are behind fast. If this, if, if, um, um, the bit has worn off on people, you know, if, if, it, if that, if, if five, six and seven, I think was, is probably what the definitive trilogy of this series will be. Um, but there's not, you're going to be nine. There's probably gonna be 10 if that one does well. And, uh, there'll be 11 after that. Um, but does, do you consider this kind of a, I don't know, solo, a star Wars story, rogue one or, yeah. uh, or yeah. the addition into, the fast series. I had a lot of fun with this one. No, oh, despite same, yeah. it being different and 
um, not a part, you know, quote unquote, canon and fast or whatever you want to say about it. Um, I thought it was. I thought it set out to do what it meant to do, which was be mm-hmm. absolutely ridiculous in almost every facet. Um, and that's pretty much it. Uh, I, I know we're going to do a, a long review here, and I got notes and everything, but I don't want to get too far into it while we're talking about the. Uh, Kind of the business side of things, but uh, what's your interpretation, Brian, of of the weekend it had and the reception and all that? Yeah, I'm curious to see if I would have expected bigger on the the box office hall. I probably would have expected a little higher on the the Rotten Tomato score as well. Um, so I was I was a little surprised by that. I think we won't really know for sure until we until Fast Nine comes out um, next year next i think it's memorial day or around there to see if it's franchise fatigue or if it's just that this was viewed as a spinoff and spinoff not a great release date either yeah bad bad release date um the flip side of that release date is they may they may add a chunk of change in weeks two three four or five that other movies won't because there's just there's really just nothing coming out but people are going back to school. In a yeah, lot of totally, too, totally. So that... August has become just a, a just a wasteland for yeah, us, and that's totally. that sucks for us big time because we need we have you know we got shows to fill, but we got to talk about movies and stuff. So, but I August got stories. Is... I can just tell <laughs> stories. Yeah, yeah, just tell some Chris Kattan stories or something, man. That's, oh that's yeah, all people we got a quest for that. Yeah, yeah um, maybe in the next VIP. Anyway, regardless, yeah, I'll do I, it in the next AMA. So I mean. I'm a little surprised that it's as low as it is, but but I would have said like 70, 75 probably is what I would have guessed. So it's not way far off that. It did very well overseas. Again, I think it'll it'll play better in, in the next couple of weeks of release uh, because of its release timing. And But maybe, maybe we find out come Memorial Day that uh, the world has gotten a little tired of this this franchise. And or maybe we find out, maybe the takeaway is um, as much as these guys don't like being in the same room together, that uh, The Rock is is kind of the secret sauce, or or at least The Rock plus everything that's happening fast wise is what really makes this tick. Because I mean, it, this fr- we love this franchise. Richard and I have. Uh, you're right, Ken. I remember the beginning of this show. You weren't super into to this franchise, and we're just like berating you constantly, trying to get you into it and stuff. And it it works because you you know it's not just you. I mean, everybody. Once you go into these movies with the right mindset, it's they're very difficult to not enjoy. And Fast Five is where it really takes off and jumps up about forty notches. Um, and that you know that coincides with when when The Rock came on board. So it's. Maybe the the magic is in the combination of all of them, and maybe it's just that we kind of viewed this as we that the general public viewed this as eh, it's a spinoff. It's not quite. I don't also, know. I was at a, I think it was at a Super Bowl party maybe when this trailer dropped the first the first big one, and there were I think it was a Super Bowl. Anyway, there were multiple people around me who were like. <laughs> like a little offended that this was being called a fast and furious movie when it doesn't involve Ben and the gang. And I was like shocked that there were people that right. were having emotion about that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I just felt like there's nobody that loves this franchise more than I do. And you're and, not offended. Yeah. And I'm like, that sounds awesome. <laughs> like yeah. this, this is all great. We can do three more spinoffs. We want to do one with like Luda and Tyre. I'm in like, they're, they're all great. And, and, 
stupid and over the top and absolutely ridiculous fun. And I'm all about that. Let's let's do it. But but I was I mean, it might not have been 50 50, but it was pretty close to the the men in the room who I knew um, had enjoyed this franchise up to this point who were like kind of pissed about this this spinoff thing so i don't know maybe there's more people like that out there yeah they're probably or... not living their lives a quarter mile at the time brian so you don't <laughs> Those even are worry about that. that's what i said i was like y'all have turned they're probably back even on, family. on the, on the yeah. metric system no real quick <laughs> the other thing too i i i think actually the inverse of that brian i think it might be the rock fatigue could that be guy, totally could be that totally. guy's cranking out four movies a year yeah he's still got jumanji later this year and stuff like at a certain point no matter how good and charismatic and well great your marketing is which he really has as a star at a certain point people are just tired of paying twelve dollars to see you um it's happened to literally every movie star ever so i mean that, that could also be it because he is yeah. i mean you know he say what you want about vin diesel he's not, he doesn't have the global appeal of the rock probably or or at least across multiple projects he kind of just does these movies and so you only see him every three or four years when there's fast furious movies like oh cool vin diesel awesome the Rock is, you know, he's got Rampage, and then he has, <laughs> you know, right. I mean, it's, it's, right. it, it, I mean, he's on about it every four or five month tentpole. It's like the the biggest release schedule is The Rock outside of Disney. So, so maybe it could be that too. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a it's probably a combination of those. Not um, that it didn't do great. I mean, it made 180 million worldwide. So, and we'll probably make another 100 million yeah. in the next 10 days. So it'll be fine. Did they? Um... Do you feel? Do you feel like they jumped the uh, shark, so to speak, or you know, jumped the submarine, so to speak, with Fate of the Furious, <laughs> though, and they got to a level of of ridiculous yeah. that that just like pushed pushed even people's. Sure. Sure. I think I there, know. there will be a fatigue for that. I mean, the genius that this movie got another five sequels out of it, probably by get being in on the joke, mm-hmm. you know, but that. That won't last forever. I mean, you can't just, you know, at a certain point, then it's just, they're just naked gun movies. So you you have to, you know, you have to have another move. And I think they will. I think, you know, these are, they kind of become like corporately run action movies and you just sort of figure out a cool, you know, you're like, oh, Vanessa Kirby was good in this. Let's throw her in this. Um, but like, you can't just keep doing the same thing. I don't think people are tired of that yet, but they will be certainly over the next couple of movies. So you'll have to have another move. Here's a question, uh, just in terms of the marketing of this, since we're on that on that uh, topic. Uh, went and saw this movie. Totally forgot about Helen Mirren being involved in Fast, <laughs> and when she shows up, I'm like, why isn't there a Helen Mirren, a movie just about her in this universe being like James Bond and just that like would be cool. that would be so awesome. Love like, Helen just like a basically, yeah, an old lady version of James Bond movie needs to happen starring Helen Mirren. I would totally watch that. But Reds um, but in the Fast and Furious. Just call it Queenie. It'd be so good. Uh it yeah, it'd be her. Um but so she shows up in this and then Ryan Reynolds shows up in this. Holy cow. And then Kevin Hart shows up in this. <laughs> and I'm like, why didn't they put that in the trailer or marketing for this movie at all? Um that you know, like make this the expendables of fast, like with Ryan Reynolds, with Kevin Hart, like just make this like so self-aware that it's like people are like, I gotta see this. Like I, yeah, you know, like to I, a certain extent, I can see why they wouldn't. But at the same time, right. if if The Rock's not peaking, you know who is Ryan Reynolds and Kevin Hart. So get them <laughs> out there 
at all. Yeah. That. But then you have to pay them to market it and stuff. Which is I don't know. Put them. You just put them in the trailer. You don't have to pay them to go out and promote it. Just. Just put no, that just one clip in the trailer it. of like they'll do it for cheap on a, if it's like a glorified cameo, but if they're like an actual name on the poster, yeah, their rate their rate's gonna go yeah. up. Yeah, and that yeah. that may be where Hobbs and Shaw two goes. I I'll say this: I right. think that conversation is definitely happening at what is this Universal? I think this is Universal yeah, property. It's Universal. That that conversation definitely happened Monday it's morning their only at Universal. Right of like, man, um, we might have thought we might should have advertised Ryan Reynolds in this. As a moviegoer, I'm so glad they didn't. That yeah, was yeah, that such was cool. a cool yeah. cameo. And Kevin Hart was really cool, too. I don't love Kevin Hart, but he was very funny in this, and it was, it was a funny bit. I thought the Ryan Reynolds stuff was really funny, and it might not have been half as funny if I knew it was coming, and if I knew, if I'd seen half of those lines in the various trailers that had been out for mm-hmm. six months, you know? And to me, like, I was just, I came home, and that was, like, the first thing I told my wife. I was like, I was just, because I just appreciate that in 2019, a movie can yeah. pull off a stunt like that, can do a yeah. trick. Because, I appreciate it, too. Yeah, there's just that just doesn't happen anymore with the way that the, you know, there's 400 billion websites that are built around breaking entertainment news and movie news and stuff. And so it's it's a real, it was a very, a genuine surprise to me that he showed up and it's just like, wow, I'm shocked that they were able to keep that under wraps. So... Yeah, like cool. from a financial standpoint, that might genuinely those two the those people being in the trailer might add ten to twenty million dollars to its box office. But from the moviegoer standpoint, gosh, I'm glad they didn't. That was awesome. Yeah, I completely agree. They probably that that would have probably pushed it to a seventy five million dollar opening. Um, but maybe that's where they go. Uh, I think mm-hmm. I think both those guys would be cool additions to this series. Um, when are they going to get MacGruber involved in this? Let's be real. I mean, <laughs> and not Will Forte, MacGruber. Yeah, no. no. Uh, like, <laughs> um, you know, you need to see Hobbs teaming up with MacGruber. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he calls him into Samoa. Like, how awesome would that have been if MacGruber just comes in on a chopper with with Piper? You know, and Dixon Piper. You know, mm-hmm. doing the celery trick in Samoa. What have <laughs> Starting to like this guy. Just kidding. Oh, I hate just you. Kidding. I still hate you. Um, to the Rock, like, but to kind of like his belly button because he's huge and stuff. Yeah. And also, the Rock, uh, Hobbs is very intimidated by MacGruber because he respects the resume <laughs> the whole, very, a lot. You know what I mean? He like really defers. Oh, yeah. yeah. How much of this movie? Uh, and I know we had fun with it. We've kind of uh, hinted at that already. Um, but did any part of it? cross the uh, threshold of ridiculousness to you. The only part that did for me was it was uh, where they went with Idris Elba. They just made him ridiculous with the like digital vision and stuff. Yeah. Um that that was uh that was a little uh, you know, a little unbelievable to uh I guess to put it bluntly, but um that was really it for me. I I I from the Hobbs and Shaw perspective, I like what they did with those characters. Um I you know don't know how much I liked, um, I don't know, some of the C characters, D characters, storylines, things like that. But I thought uh, if I'm just going in for Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Jason Statham, I got my money's worth. What are your guys' thoughts on that, uh, Richard? Yeah, I mean, I was really worried that all the good stuff would be in the trailer because that first trailer was, A, pretty good, and B, seven minutes long. <laughs> and so it's like okay that's a real i really enjoyed it but i feel like i just you know there's that uh there's that service now where it's like read read a read 
it's like Blinkist or something. They're like, uh, read a book in 15 minutes with our, you know, all the, you know, this average CEO reads 600 books a year or something. It, when it's really just cliff notes, you just read the eight bullet points from the book. It's not really reading the book, but it's good marketing. I kind of felt like this, that trailer was going to be like the Blinkist version of the movie. Um, but I, I, uh, I did, there was more, there was more to it than, than that, especially with the twists and cameos and things like that. So yeah, it worked for me. I mean, I, I, I'm kind of in the bag for this tone. Um, it, I find it, 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 obviously like intellectually, I understand if you, if you, if you play to humor, you, you remove some of the stakes and it's your degree of difficulty is lower. So you know, it's not, it's kind of like doing a very safe jump and figure skating or something, but, but, you know, it was, it was, they pulled it off for me. I mean, it was, it was very, very effective and, and will be the only good movie we see for the next eight weeks. So <laughs> appreciate that. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. It was, I feel like I was explaining this to somebody that, um, I was like, I've never, I've never really seen one of these movies, at least since the first one, you know, since fast and furious back in oh one i think um he's like i haven't haven't really seen none what's the bit and i just was like you know there's in every one of these movies there's maybe a 10 or 15 minute period in which my brain is like this is just ridiculous this is stupid this is way over the top and insane and then after about that 10 15 minutes it it's like my brain flips a switch and crosses over and it's just like this is insane and stupid and over the top and ridiculous and I love it, you know, and it's just I and so this to me was just more of the same. It was of course it was absolutely ridiculous and insane and and making Idris Elba out to be like some sort of I don't know, computer like I don't know, like a machine superhero or something was that certainly is a massive departure from a franchise that that got its root in stealing VCRs and DVD players and stuff. But I'm certainly here for it. So I don't know. There was there's absolute insanity throughout, and I I think I'm just here for all of it. And yeah. if if this franchise, I mean I, I've said this a thousand times. I'm just going to restate it here. If this franchise does not drop a, drop a car from space by the end of it, I just I feel like we all have missed. The biggest opportunity of all time. <laughs> yeah. International yeah. Space Station dropping a car. Like the, te- the Tesla in space thing has already happened. They've opened yeah. the door for it. Come on. Yeah. That's we easy. have the technology. Exactly. You know? Right. <laughs> Got to get to do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the opening of the movie, Idris takes down the truck, like single-handedly takes down like a, an entire <laughs> truck. Like doesn't even wear a helmet or anything. It's like, why... <laughs> Why well, go to the trouble to be bulletproof if somebody can just shoot you squarely in the face, directly or right in the face? <laughs> um, also, uh, I liked the opening with Hobbs and Shaw waking up, the split screen of their morning routines being different. I liked that. And I liked it basically until they met, met up, and then it got kind of crazy. Um, you know, it was basically like an insult comic like insult off for the, and it's just two dudes one upping each other with, with insults. It was fun, but, uh, it, it was a tired bit, uh, by, I don't know, 55 minutes in, it was the same bit as it was 25 minutes in, you know, there was not a lot of variation there. So, um, it was a little bit predictable in that way, but also unpredictable with, with some of the cameos, uh, Rob Delaney also pops up in yeah. this 
one, two. I was like, is this a Deadpool movie now? What is going on here? It's like, this is, what was his name? Peter or something in Deadpool? Uh, it's funny. Yeah, Sugar Bear. Well, yeah. I don't remember his real name. But yeah. yeah. I think it was Peter. Um, And they set up some of the stuff with Hobbs' family, with Shaw's family. Um, First of all, Hobbs' family. Uh, they set up some drama with Hobbs' daughter and, and Hobbs' brother who he lost contact with for unknown reasons. And I'm thinking, oh, this is going to lead to a big confrontation, Richard, with Roman Reigns, right? Because we heard he was in the movie, he's setting this up. And then they, they show up in Samoa, and uh, he has the confrontation with his brother, or makes amends with his brother, and it's not Roman Reigns? And Roman Reigns doesn't even talk in the movie? Yeah. I was really confused about that, about that because... I'd even seen a review coming out of this. It's like Roman Reigns, the new the the star everybody's talking about after after Hobbs and Shaw, you know. Yeah, and that was definitely written by his publicist. Yeah, I was like, he was barely even in the background of this thing. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I thought that's what they were setting it up because of their WWE past and all that. They were going to set that up, and that would kind of would have made sense and been a fun mm -hmm. a fun thing. But uh, yeah, I was a little disappointed in how that how that panned out. What are your thoughts on that, Arby? Yeah, no, I mean, uh, the same, the same, but it's, it's fine. Maybe, maybe Roman got on set and wasn't up to the, uh, you know, the esteem. He couldn't act. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Couldn't do a promo. Uh, yeah. And he was wearing Kevlar vest and that was uncomfortable for everybody, but <laughs> they, uh, they, uh, yeah, no, so it, it was, it, that was confusing, but, but fine. I like the brother was still worked and yeah. I was just thought that I thought they were setting a seeds up for that, and so it, it went in a different direction, with a more dra dramatic direction than a uh, than a fun fan fan servicey direction, I guess. Yeah. Um, also, um, what would you what did you think of the reveal of Vanessa Kirby, uh, Brian? I mean, it was pretty obvious that that's where we're headed as soon as as uh, Statham's talking to Helen Mirren in in jail. You're like, oh yeah, we're we're getting. We're going to find out that she's the sister. And I don't even know if they tried to keep that under wraps within the story or if it was just acknowledged that it was going to be quite obvious. But she was a pretty solid addition to this. I, I quite yeah, enjoyed her I really in her. the movie. I, I thought she she held her own in the action segments and in the the sort of tongue-in-cheek acting portions of it, which is always, I think, is sometimes the, the tough part for like um, Gina Carano and and even to some degree, sometimes Michelle Rodriguez falls into that, that category where it's like she definitely has the action side big time, but sometimes it, it it's not quite as natural, the um, kind of leaning into the absurdity of this whole thing, um, the way that the way that uh, Vin Diesel and, and, and Luda and the rest kind of do. So, man, I thought she was great. I'm, I'm pumped to have her part of this. Uh, universe, whether it's just in the spinoffs that are inevitably to come, or if if she joins the uh, the Fast Family proper, I I don't know. She was she was outstanding. She was a blast, and uh, I enjoyed having her on screen big time. Yeah, that was a that was a welcome addition. I I really, I mean, uh, I really enjoyed the chemistry between The Rock and Jason Statham. I think culturally we might be past them as uh, I don't know the next up and coming actors, you know, I feel like they've already came <laughs> if that makes sense. And, uh, you know, certainly they can come out with stuff that's still enjoyable. 
but uh, will it be as profitable as, you know, if this movie came out three years ago, would it be probably more profitable? I think so. I think mm-hmm. I think it probably makes more money even three years ago. This exact same movie, uh, you released it three years ago. Um, but, you know, having said that, I think uh, it serves its purpose for for what it is. Uh, I thought it was funny. Uh, I thought it, uh, the action scenes were a bit of a letdown in my opinion. Um, just how they were shot, a lot of shaky cam, uh, a lot of, we're trying to make this super, uh, you know, uh, you know, into the action and we're not paying much attention to how this is actually going to look when it's all put together. If that makes sense. Uh, mm. you know, like you, when you're in the moment shooting action scenes, it's easy to get carried away, I guess, with camera movements and with, um, uh, close-ups and things like that. And then when you get in the edit bay and you assemble five minutes of footage, sometimes it's just like too much, you know, flying at you, too not enough. You don't have a really good sense of the space. Um, and I felt that a little bit with this. Uh, maybe driving in cars restricts them a bit on what they can do uh, in terms of how much they can jump the camera around. This movie was much more about hand-to-hand combat than it was about driving, <laughs> um, which I'm not sure if I'm... Like for or against, because I kind of like both. But uh, the man, there's one, um, I guess I want to call it car scene, but it's more motorcycle scene in this, in this, uh, in this movie that's amazing. It's great. Uh, where he flips underneath the 18 wheeler and all that in the motorcycle, like audible gasps from the, the screening I was in. <laughs> like everyone loved that. That was worth the price of admission alone to see some of those stunts in there. Um, but yeah, they, they've gone absolutely ridiculous with this when the rock like gets the chain and then he's holding the helicopter and like going off the cliff. and Like what is going on? <laughs> and I was blown away at the last, like just the ridiculousness of the last sequence. I mean, and I, I was smiling during it and I, I don't do that often with just like, what are we doing guys like smiling because it's so ridiculous, you know, like and it's just a fun thing that you don't get to experience very often where you're having fun at how dumb something is, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's, I'm not, I'm not having fun because of how great and how, I don't know how great the movie made me feel and exhilarating. I, I laughed at how stupid this all was. And that's what was fun about it um, for me. Yeah, and they get that. That's yeah. that's the thing, man. This the franchise I really think of I mean we we're in a we're in an industry that is dominated by franchises and cinematic universes and sequels and prequels and series and all that sort of stuff. And I I love all those things. I'm I'm, you know, I I love the blockbuster summer popcorn type movie. I don't know that any franchise understands its own identity as well as the Fast franchise does. Like, I love Star Wars. I love the Marvel movies. I, you know, these are all great things for me. And I love, I love going in to watch one of those movies. But I know exactly what to expect from this franchise every single time. And the stunts are going to be a little different, or maybe they're going to up the ante a bit, or... In this case, it's like, hey, we got Vanessa Kirby. You're going to dig her, and it's going to be real insulty. You know, like that's the bit. We're just going to have these two guys kind of trade mm-hmm. barbs the whole time. And, um, and I'm, I, it, but for, I don't know, 90% of it, I know exactly what it's going to be, what to expect, and I know I'm going to have a blast with it. And 
you know, that's it's not for everyone. It's not necessarily I don't know that I'm going around like to any person that I meet on the street and be like, "Hey, have you seen Hobbs and Shaw?" Well, you better. You know, it, it it's it's like you got to get it you got to ask a few questions and kind of feel out like what kind of movie the person likes and stuff, but but if you can if you if you dig what they're doing, I don't I genuinely I don't think any other franchise gets what they're what they themselves are doing better than than this one does. It just it is a it's a home run every time just on that standpoint of just be like, we know exactly who we are, we know who our audience is, we are not even pandering to them. We're just we are going to stay in this sweet spot that's been incredibly successful. And at some point, you're right, like Richard said earlier, like it will run out. At some point this will run out of juice and maybe they'll be able to reinvent a little bit and and add something new and do it, go a different direction, add a new move, something like that. But if they don't, however many of these movies we get before that taps out, I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm here for them. And they always deliver on exactly what they promise they're going to when, when they, not just the trailers, but like when they announce this movie, you're like, yep, I know exactly what that's going to be. And I can't wait. You know what? I honestly think they should tease some kind of, uh, in-game level thing with Fast 10. Even if it's not the last one, make it make people think it's going to be, you know, mm, and just sure. make this huge weekend for Fast 10. Like bring all get all the fans out, make it this huge thing and then if that's huge, if you know, if it's still got juice after that, keep making these movies. But I think mm-hmm. they've got to give it a shot and not let people think that they're going to keep making these movies because then people won't see them, you know. Uh I think they kind of have to put out there that, hey, this is winding down, guys. Like, this might be it. And get the, really get the fan support behind them and make the stories more inspired that way, honestly. Because right now, you know, I guess the stories would be a lot better had they known that uh, they've got three more movies instead of 12 more movies left, right? Sure, uh, sure. And, I feel and like I'm, that's I'm, been out I'm, there. I'm, I want I want to see what happens with Vin and the gang at the end. You know, like mm-hmm, I don't want mm-hmm. this to go on to Fast Fifteen. I really don't. No, I, I'm totally with you. I mean, I, like from a just will I go to see them? Yeah, absolutely, of course. If you're going to do thirty of them, I'll, I'm still going to see them. But yeah, there's diminishing returns. On it. I feel like that's out there. I believe I can't remember exactly, but I I think that it has been stated, whether officially or unofficially, that Fast Proper is done at ten. So they've got the movie that's coming out next year and then one more to cap this off. I, I believe that that is the truth. I I don't know. Maybe one of our that's listeners like that's to, the plan now until I, I think that's fast, yeah. Fast nine. Sure. Makes now, a million dollars. Yeah, that's the, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. When fast 10 is when fast 10, uh, you know, defeats Endgame or something, then maybe we got we got to reconsider. But I think the idea is, uh, yeah, we're we're done with this at after 10. Now maybe that probably does not include uh the the myriad spin-offs that are possible in this whole thing but but that that at least I believe that's the plan. I want to I want to loot a uh Tyree spin-off. I really do. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Be let's awesome. let's get let's get a Mirren spin-off. Let's get Stacy Just make it a Kirby. comedy. Like don't sure. even try to yes. make it an action movie. No, Just a comedy absolutely. with Luda I'm in. as those characters. Yeah, for like 25 yeah. million like yeah. no yes. even stunts or anything. Yeah. Let's do it. Sounds great. Like, I'm out. I'm in. I'm, I'm totally in for the Queenie movie, though, with Helen Mirren. That needs to happen. Yeah, like, 
She's awesome. Queenie kills where she's just slaying people would be <laughs> awesome. I would pay money. Um, let's go over some more uh, Hobbs and Shaw things. Um, so the slide under the truck, I mentioned that. Uh, the slide down the side of the building, how ridiculous was that sequence? <laughs> Where, like, it takes like 90 seconds to fall from the top of the building nowadays, I guess. <laughs> like, And The Rock can like launch himself like at a faster velocity than well, he's, to catch up he's with a rock. Like, I was like, Do you not understand? He's very yeah. heavy. It reminded me of the scene in Spider-Man 2 where Doc Ock, like, has uh, Aunt May, you know, and Peter Parker, like, launches himself with the webs. Like, at least he's got the webs to, like, propel himself. The Rock is just being the Rock, and it's like, well, I'm just going to fly down there with no, you know, his his complete disregard for safety is so awesome in this. Just doesn't care, just jumping off buildings, like, in a t-shirt, like, rocking it, you know, like... <laughs> It's like at least in skyscraper he had some hesitation. Like Luke Hobbs has zero hesitation no. whatsoever yeah. <laughs> in any capacity. Um, but that scene was, uh, I guess, them at their finest. I don't at their worst. I don't know how I want to phrase that, but uh, at their most ridiculous, certainly. Uh, sure. At that. Yeah, it's either that or yeah, I can I can probably drag this helicopter with a chain. Yeah, I bet I, I can swing that around, I bet. Not for a long time, obviously, but just for a short period of time while we uh, we set this whole chain sequence up, I can I can probably do that. That's the thing that got, probably the, that got the me on that. Absurdity. Was the guys, it. like, throwing the locking chains <laughs> yes. and, like, getting it yes. on the first try? Every, <laughs> yes. Yes! You know? Like, even the, <laughs> the audience was, like, groaning at that. Like, are you serious? Like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> And I think they did that as a bit, honestly. I don't think they were they serious about that, but uh, that was funny. Um, what else? Uh, so the director of um, Adios or whatever it is called in this, uh, the, the company that recruited Shaw and that Idris Elba works for now, um, mm-hmm. I thought there was going to be a reveal at the end that that was going to be somebody. I guess that's coming in the next movie. But yeah. to me, that should have been the end of this movie was, oh, my God, that's, that's uh, I don't know, Letty. Or, oh, my God, that's Charlie Theron from yeah, Fast or right, somebody. Right. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I would guess. Uh, right. Either it's somebody we've never seen or it's Charlie Theron. I even stayed post-credits because I thought they were going to do it in that, and they didn't. So Yeah. yeah. Same. What do you think? Same. Where do you think they should go with that? Or who do you think it'll be? I mean, Richard, Kurt I don't Russell. know if you, you, you've got something to do. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, it's got to be, if it's connected to what we've already seen in this franchise, I would assume it has to be Charlize, because I don't, I don't know what else from the previous films, it, you know, who it could be, given that they pretty much dispense of the bad guy in every, in every movie. And also, <laughs> you know, the bad guy used to be like, uh, just a, a drug runner in Brazil, you know? So it's not like, it's not like these people are the, the head of some uh, international ring, billionaire ring of, of nanotechnology. It's, it's so it's, I, I would assume it has to be Charlize or somebody that we've yet to uh, be introduced to. Yeah. I was hoping it would be Vin. <laughs> and it just sets up them as enemies in, in fast nine. I thought that would have been great. Uh, you know, Vin's turned dark or, or something, and we got to get it back. 
Dom, gotta get back into the family for, you know, Fanine of the Furious or whatever they're gonna call it. Um, let's see what else I got here on the old, um, okay, I got the, I don't know, the airplane scene went along a little too long for me, uh, just the insult off part of it, uh, but, uh, that was a funny bit, uh, the Italian job was funny, reference with the, uh, Mini Cooper, um, Mike Oxmall, remember that, where he's, where the, he, the rock dresses up in the, uh, tracksuit and goes to the party mm -hmm. and does that whole thing. What do we think of that sequence? Uh, I don't know. It's more slapstick. -y. I, I don't know. Richard, do you have any thoughts there? I mean, loved it. The theater <laughs> lit up for it. So it was, it, it worked. I don't know if it works for the entire canon of these shows, but in that moment, it was a delight. I just want to congratulate uh, the writer of Hobbs and Shaw or fast. I'm oh, sorry. Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw um, <laughs> for sneaking the line into this. Don't I caught I caught this uh, Chris Morgan and Drew Pierce screenplay by um, Gino side Shmino side. Remember that one? That one? I love that <laughs> one. Nailed it. Yeah. Gino side Shmino side. Well, that's my favorite Dwayne the Rock Johnson one liner so far. Gino side Shmino side. Um. Did you know how fast it went from night or day to night, night to day in the Samoa yeah. thing? It was like with the next shot, it was like completely dark and then completely light with zero uh, gradient at all. It was um, quite noticeable. But um, I think they have one line that's like, it's dawn. They're about to be here, you know, something yeah. like that to imply yeah. that the sun's going to come up instead of. Come out of nowhere for no reason at night. Right. Yeah. Well, that's how it rises in Samoa. It's right. dark and then it is not. Yeah. It, it just that's it turns it on like a light yeah. switch. There is no gradient yeah. in Samoa. Yeah. That right. is. It's factually correct. I think. <laughs> yeah. That's just science. Yeah. <laughs> they have gradient in Tonga, but in Samoa, it's just immediate. It's a weird. <laughs> it's a weird um, perk of living on the island, you know. To wrap, island life. <laughs> we we got to wrap this up and give grades and then do weekly recommends here. But um, I do want to tease that we are doing a Harry Potter episode for our VIPs. If they want to stay tuned for that, that will uh, that will definitely happen uh, in the next few days. If you're a Harry Potter fan and you want to get your retrospective on, we've done the first four. We're doing number five, uh, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, this week in the VIP. Mm -hmm. So that episode will be dropping later this week, and we'll give you a weekly recommends here in a little bit. But uh, I want to go to the end of the movie uh and start wrapping this with um i thought it, it was super eye rolly at the end with you have machines we have heart you can never defeat heart i was like are you serious <laughs> right they doing this like i don't know i don't i didn't want this I movie it to take itself too, but i saw it with brian and he was weeping the whole time for that yeah part, so. well, it worked very spielbergian <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> To me, that was that. Uh, you don't expect like a, a movie like this to do that, and I don't. I wish it didn't. I wish it just was like fun and didn't try to be preachy in any way, <laughs> even if it's yeah. that small and cringy. The stuff about Medicare for all was yeah, it was. <laughs> no, I agree with that. Actually, I was I was on board with that. <laughs> this no, yeah, that I was uh, like, stick stick to racing cars, guys. Well, they didn't really exactly. stick around <laughs> at the screen. Didn't quite stick the landing on the end. <laughs> Uh, of this one, but um, I would say 
it was a fun ride throughout. It, it, oh, uh, I see what you did there. It was a way too long. <laughs> it was over two two hours, yeah, ten minutes was, long. It should have been long. an hour forty. Um, Counterpoint: four hours would have been fine. <laughs> <laughs> Probably first cut was four hours, which I love to see that. Um, but yeah, those are that's a, that wraps up about my thoughts on Hobbs and Shaw. I had a had a fun time. I'm gonna look forward to watching this one again. Oh yeah, this one's yeah, gonna be a really easy. fun. Saturday watch. Uh, Brian, when, I've asked you this before, but I don't remember. Uh, when are you going to introduce Coop to the fast world? Um, he 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 was in and out of the room when I was watching Fast Eight, uh, or last week, I guess. So he he watched these a bunch when he was little. Yeah, right. And sure. so it's it's a he's. I mean, he digs the the car stuff. He thinks it's it's a blast. So I'm sure I could sit him down and watch some of these like tomorrow and he would he would love it but i want to wait till he can really understand the family aspects of it you know yeah the, sure the exactly. nuance and stuff of course. so um but but yeah in the next in the next couple of years he'll love this he's this is like you know these are basically superhero movies so yeah. oh, they're, they're built especially for, the last for him. half dozen or so right so. <laughs> right yeah does this rank anywhere for you guys, or you're keeping this out of the well, official yeah. list? No, this will this won't affect my password for everything, which is my <laughs> Fast and Furious rankings. So, um, <laughs> so this one, you know, what do I do? I can't number it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah, like you can have it's initials, like eight point five. Maybe. Yeah, it actually makes it safer for your yeah password. Fair, yeah. <laughs> valid points. Um, it's you have to write Hobbs and Shaw in there. A yeah. special character, the and and. Uh, yeah, and then S. That's good. No, yeah. I'm gonna stick with just all numbers, um, <laughs> or my password, password, everything. So, I would have this if if I include this in the rankings, mm. I'd I'd have it beneath like the top tier of the fast movies. Sure. But but it's in line with eight and the pre five ones for sure. I mean, it's it's probably better than one through four. And and right, how dare you? It's not better than one. It's not better than one. Okay, two through four, two through four at least. Eight yeah. is like a little a little diminishing returns on some of the stuff that's that's happening. I've only I seen think. eight ones. I need to rewatch it because, yeah. gosh, me I saw it with Molenhoff too, which is oh, like that helps. That's yeah, exactly. Almost. So I'm it was me and Molenhoff and Blum, oh, and man. a and a bucket of Coronas. That was <laughs> so great. Yeah, mm, that's so incredible. it was. About as good of a theatrical experience as one could hope for. Thus, I was I came out. You know, I could have probably seen, um, you know, some like James Woods doing like Mein Kampf and been like, you know, with those two, and would have been like fired up for it. So, uh, it's it, I need to watch it again alone. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen the area? Have you been on the Fast and Furious ride at Universal, Brian? You know what I'm talking no, about? No, I haven't. Brian I, I, would never set foot in Universal. How <laughs> yeah, dare you? Yeah. An exclusive contract with Disney. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> he doesn't use that off-brand Windex either, okay? He knows. <laughs> right. He has his brands. Yeah. I also don't go to Six Flags or Knott's Berry Farm, Kent. You know, yeah. It's, I have some standards. Uh, no, I haven't. I would love to. I'm sure I would love it. And I'd I've probably heard, No, I'm asking because I've so heard great. it's just like the worst. Like it's oh, one no. of the worst rides that's ever been made. Wow. Yeah. Do they douse uh, you in baby oil when you step on? Do you get a Corona? I, I would sign up for that. Yeah, because <laughs> if I can, no, they really do. Like, it, apparently, they have Coronas like in the queue line of it. No joke. Like they awesome. have like a then, they have I'm the barbecue in. set set up like, and it looks like Vin's house barbecue, and you just like the queue line right. like goes right by it and stuff. 
Um, so, so I want to see that, but uh, I've heard the line is, I mean, the uh, the ride itself is not uh, worth the line. It'd be great if you just they just nursed you down with like six Coronas. You grilled the line itself was great, and then and you, you just got trashed, it. yeah. And then it was <laughs> you get in there, and it's uh, like one of those little car games from like the arcade that you just sit in. <laughs> I've heard that would be better than this actual ride. Apparently, it's just like a movie. Like you just watch a like a movie when you're you're like sitting on a bus and it uh, projects like a movie next to you, like as you're driving, you know. Mm, okay. And it's not 3D or anything. It's just like a screen next to you, and it's. Uh, I just, I'm I, watching I, a YouTube video of it now. Yeah, you're gonna have to go go, Brian, next time. Oh, you're Jordana out there Brewster though is find, trained find out about this. <laughs> we need an investigative reporter to report back. Uh, tweet us at Mad About Movies if you've been on this ride and want to tell us if it's worth it or not. I've heard yeah. nothing but bad things, and I wanted to. Well, Ludacris talks to you from a screen. Richard's gonna just just audibly gonna describe the entire ride for you. <laughs> um, let's get grades yeah, on you, this. I think um, you just ride a bus while people talk to you. I think you're right, Ken. Would you wait for that? Yeah, if there's I Coronas in a yeah, barbecue. Exactly. Sure. I mean, it sounds like most of my <laughs> involves Dom and the gang. I will yeah, be there. Will the will the bus drive me home after it? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> then sure. <laughs> um. Okay. Hobbs and Shaw. Let's grade this one out. Considering what I wanted from it and what it is, um, it was fun, but it's not a great movie. Um, I'm gonna give it a B plus. Hobbs and Shaw. What about you, Brian? Yeah, slightly higher. Exactly what I wanted it to be. An unbelievably fun time. I, I the, These movies are just made to be rewatched. Can't wait to do that 437 times. And uh, love it. Love the whole thing. It, it is a little lesser than some of the, the fast movies, and that's okay. It It's very serviceable as a spinoff. So I'm going to go with an A-. And by the way, I should tease for several months in advance. We... Richard uh, did secure the rights to uh, the exclusive contract rights to a uh, an Eric Mullenhoff ranking episode of the Fast movies. Mm-hmm. So we'll be doing that before Fast Nine next year. So that will be probably our greatest episode, I would mm-hmm. guess. Because you're gonna get Eric clapping. Yeah. So get ready for that, VIPs. It's gonna be it's gonna be incredible. So A minus for me, Richard. What about you? I'm with Ken. I uh, t- I think. Quality wise, I was going to go eight minus, and then it was two and a half hours, so that knocked it down a half a grade. So I'm going to go B plus. Sweet Hobbs and Shaw um, will be in theaters, I guess, for the next month or two, uh, because there's not a lot coming out, and I'm sure it will it will do pretty well. It's a 200 million dollar movie, and it's made 180 million dollars in the first weekend. So financial success for them, and we'll just have to see where they go from here with Hobbs and Shaw. All right. Let's uh, move things along, guys, and hit that weekly recommend. Oh, yeah. Weekly recommends. All right, Brian, what you got for that recommend, man? Yeah, I'm going to recommend a, a new little series on Netflix called Basketball or Nothing. It's a short six episode, 30 minutes per episode little series about a uh, high school basketball team on the the Navajo Reservation in uh, Arizona and just there kind of delves into the kind of the culture there and the um, the hardship of life on the reservation 
and uh, the, the way these these uh, I don't know five or five or eight kids are, are dealing with uh, with that in the midst of uh, a very successful basketball season. So trying to trying to win state championship for the first time in their school's history and uh, and and all that applies. And it's it's very good. It's it's touching. It's sobering. Um, and it's 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 pretty well produced as well. I'm I'm pretty sticky. Uh, I can I can get pretty uh, grumpy about overproduction, especially on sports documentaries and documentary series and stuff like that. But this one's done really well, and uh, yeah, I enjoyed it quite a bit. So check that out. It's called uh, Basketball or Nothing on Netflix. Awesome. Uh, what you got, Richard? Yeah, I'm gonna do a a book that came out this year called Range. Um, it's by David Epstein. It's about uh, generalists versus specialists just in the world. Like, is it better to just only sports is a good example. Is it better to have your kid only play baseball from the time they're three or play a bunch of different stuff and piano and things and, and which one's better. And as things become more and more specialized in the world, the thesis of the book is that it's actually better to be a generalist and it's kind of counterintuitive and well-researched and well-written. And uh, I really enjoyed it. So I would recommend Range by David Epstein. Kent, what about you? Awesome. Um, I'm going to recommend a TV show that I've gone back and started to rewatch. Um, really big fan of this show in its original run. And um, haven't really gone back and watched it in syndication or anything like that. But I remember a lot of it. Dharma and Greg? No, I did. I've gone back and rewatched that a lot, actually. Okay, so not cool. That. Um I've been going back and uh, started rewatching King of the Hill again, oh, nice. and uh, like it so much more now. I was a huge fan of it when it first came out, um, but uh, I mean, I'm an adult now, and it's obviously more of a, a Hank Hill show than a Bobby Hill show, right? Um, <laughs> so uh, you know, in a living literally, uh, you know, two miles away from the town that the show's based around, um, Allen, Texas, or Arlen, Texas, in the show. Makes mm-hmm. it even that much funnier because, you know, we live basically in the town that the show is based on. But, um, man, some funny uh, Texas humor in there. Maybe that's probably why I've enjoyed this rewatch so much is just the uh, how dead on it it was to my upbringing and, and my neighbors and things like that. Um, but a really, really funny show that honestly is sad that it's not still around because I feel like they'd be doing some really important television in this current times with some of the topics that they were able to to talk about and how they were able to do things it's a little more grace than say something like South Park does, you know, touches on things. Totally. And um that would have been really cool to see its evolution into into these times. But uh, you know, there's some really, really well written stuff. Uh Brittany Murphy, uh Rest in Peace was great on the show as Luann. Uh, Mike Judge, of course, uh, Greg Daniels of Simpsons fame is a uh, co creator of the show as well but uh man king of the hill worth a rewatch if you're a fan back in its first run seek it out go find it and uh and watch it it's fun fun times i i've forgotten how good and fun it was steven root too as is is very good in it as well on the voice side of things uh but that's my recommend king of the hill seasons didn't realize it was on that long crazy yeah exclusively uh streaming now i just got the rights to it too um so so yeah good good to go there all right, um, that about does it for Hobbs and Shaw talk, and uh, this week's Mad About Movies. Again, we're doing that Harry Potter talk that'll be dropping, I think, this weekend, probably Friday, Saturday, something like that, in the VIP uh, for all those good VIPs that join us at madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. 
for only a dollar a week of their allowance, they get to join us for all those special <laughs> bonus episodes. We're going to do another gift round very soon for those people. We do prints, we do pins, patches, things like that for those ex- uh, exclusive VIPs. And uh, another round's coming up. So sign up for that. Get ready for our AMA as well. And uh, speaking of AMA, we've got another round of our general Ask Us Anything called Ask the Mam Fam. And what we do there is you leave us voicemails by calling us and leaving us voicemails, and we play them back here on the show, the main show, on iTunes, Spotify. And that number is 214-308-1308. We've already got a bunch of questions lined up, but I haven't pulled them all yet or finalized the list for the next round of those. So if you want to try and get on the next episode, ask us a good question. And uh, probably next uh, week, we'll throw out an episode of Ask the Mam Fam um, on the main feed. Hopefully, we get enough uh, good questions to justify that. So 214-308-1308. Don't worry. I won't pick up the phone. It goes straight to voicemail if you want to get involved in that and have your voice heard by millions upon millions of trillions of Mad About Movies listeners. If you like the show, madaboutmoviespodcast.com has all of our episodes. Only the most recent ones show up on the old iTunes and Spotify so if you want to dig further back, trust us. There's a lot of episodes still uh, back there for you to find. Um, you just got to dig. Got to keep on digging. Um, but until next week, I think we're talking scary stories to tell in the dark uh, on the main feed. And uh, Harry Potter and Dumb and Dumber coming up on the VIP as well. So uh, get ready for that. But until next time, we will see you at the cinema. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salad and scrambled eggs And maybe I seem a bit confused Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged <laughs> But I don't know what to do With those tossed salad and scrambled eggs They're calling again Scrambled eggs all over my face They're making me ya ya Silence and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. <laughs> <laughs>